Welcome to Scary Stories Podcast. This is episode 9. Today we will be reading some more scary stories, just like we do in every single episode ever. Alright, so... Normally I read, like, short stories first, but, um... The ones I just pulled up aren't short stories, and I don't want to, like, go find a website after I just put in all the work to find those regular ones, so I'm just gonna... I'm just gonna read the regular ones. Raising a serial killer. We, me, my wife, my three-year-old son, are sitting in the food court at Costco. There's another family with a four- to five-year-old girl sitting behind us. My son looks at me and says, Do you see that girl over there? I'm going to teach her a lesson. So I am taken aback for a second, and I think he must intend to teach her numbers or some other normal thing you teach people. So I ask what he's going to teach her. His response, I'm going to teach her to drown. That doesn't even make sense. You can't be taught that. Whatever. He just doesn't know better. He's not a silly... He's not a serial killer. Alright, this one's called They Knew. A family friend of mine used to work in private wealth management. One of her jobs was diversification of her client's assets on the stock market. Out of nowhere, she gets a call from a representative of one of her very big private clients to sell all the stock of a big airline and move the liquidity somewhere else no buts and if they needed they could sell it sell in up to five percent below market as long as the shares are sold quickly okay i don't really know what any of this means so far but i'll keep reading because maybe it'll make sense or maybe the person listening to this will know what's happening and then yeah and then they can understand it This was extremely weird as the stock price of the company was pretty stable, and specifically this client's portfolio was heavily hedged with this stake, but she didn't think much of it. Oftentimes her clients did this for personal reasons, such as having a bad experience on a plan of the company, etc. Two days later, one of her colleagues thought she shared this peculiar, 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 what the freak, dude, story told her how the airline stock price started slowly but securely falling. Some people were selling off their shares too, which were <clears throat> which were gladly brought by the market at increasing prices. The next day, AA Flight 11 crashed into the New York Tower of the WTC in New York. The stock market was closed for another week. Hmm. That's not like a scary story. That's like, whoa, that's so crazy how they predicted that or whatever, but... That's not even scary, you know, like, that's just, like, how cool, like, you know, that type of story. Wait, I should be rating these, shouldn't I? The serial killer one, that one's too short, I'm not going to rate that. This one, I'm going to rate it a 2 out of 10, because it's not scary, but also it is a real story, so I don't know. Um, This one's called, hello? Question mark? Like, not the word question mark, just, like, an actual question mark. <clears throat> I went camping by myself in Maine. One night, I woke up at, like, 3 a.m. Not being able to fall asleep, I just laid there listening to the woods. Then I heard a faint hello. I was petrified. I felt so vulnerable in the tent. I never figured out what it was. Oh my gosh, dude. You can't go camping by yourself. That sounds like the worst experience ever. Um, Also, it happened to me. I'd probably just leave. Like, It'd kind of suck camping by yourself anyways. Unless you're homeless. Because then you're camping by yourself every night. This one's called, Would You Like to Come Live in My Basement? 
When I was 17 and worked in retail as a cashier, I had a very old couple come through my line buying a, a walk. W-O-K. Wook? Walk? I've never heard of that. The husband, who was at least 85, started making conversation with me about the walk and asked if I like, oh, asked if I like Chinese food. So it's probably related to Chinese food. I don't know, though. Yeah, I like Chinese. Do you want to go out with me to get some Chinese? He winks at me. No, no, sir. <laughs> Bruh, she sounds so, like, scared in that. Oh, well. He looks a bit disappointed and turns to look at his wife, who's on the phone with someone. Would you at least like to come home and live in my basement? No. The rest of the transaction took place in a terrified silence. His wife never said a word. I wonder to this day if he was trying to joke because he sounded so sincere or if he was suffering from dementia or something else that made him not realize how creepy that sounds to someone young enough to be your great-grandchild. Wow. Okay, well, he probably... He probably does have kids in his basement or something like that. Um... Also, how does he how does he go from asking her if she wants a good Chinese food to would you like to come and live in my basement? That's that's a dramatic change. That's kind of funny though. Um. Also, she's a bad sport. She didn't go along with the joke. I mean, assuming it is a joke. Oh, this next one's kind of long. <clears throat> like not really. It's like three paragraphs. But this one's called followed. The summer after I graduated from high school, I left work early and went up to my parents' cabin in northern Michigan. Spent that night at the beach, watching the sunset. Once the sun went down and it became nearly pitch black, I got to my car and started driving down the highway. After about 10 seconds of being at speed, there was an older Tahoe that started riding my butt and flashing its high beams. So I got up to about 60 and a 45. They were still on my butt. I pulled off to the side road that my parents' cabin is off, and they took the same turn. I thought this seemed weird because there are only about 30 to 40 houses on the road. So I went all the way to the end, which is usually a dead end, but leads to a maintenance area for the golf course nearby. Chuck was still following me. At this point, I was freaking out because if I pulled into the house, they'd know where he lived, and they were still following close by. I took a ton of random turns, and the truck kept following every single turn for about 15 minutes. I finally had the chance to make a turn without traffic going through the intersection. That gave me a few seconds of a head start. Wait, hold on. I finally had the had a chance to make a turn with traffic going through the intersection. That gave me a few seconds of a head start. Pulled down a side street, went up a hundred yards, turned off all my lights and waited. Chuck slowly drove by the perpendicular street and kept going. Booked it home, pulled my car on the side away from the main road, pulled every curtain. For an 18-year-old, I was scared as heck that night. What if it is just your friend, and they want they don't remember where you live, and they want to come and hang out with you, but also they don't have your phone number or anything like that, so they can't contact you. So, I mean, also, like, who just goes and follows random people? See, it has to be their friend. Or a relative, I guess. Because relatives are friends. Okay. This one's called bark, but the bark has quotation marks around it. So that means barking, saying the word bark is a quote. Okay, this actually happened fairly recently. I was home alone one day with my dog and two of my friend's dogs. Out of nowhere, they all started 
They all start barking and looking up towards our loft. As they're quieting down, I hear someone in a mocking, calm tone say, Bark. They start going crazy again. I decide, for it's a long, I decide it's time for a long evening walk. Um, I don't even understand that one at all. I think I like zoned off when I was reading it. So I'm going to just skim through this really quick. Uh, oh, oh, okay. So they someone just says bark cause, and the dogs are barking at them or something. That's spooky, I guess. Probably just someone in the house. They're in a the house, right? I think so. Um, how long has this been going for? Eight minutes. No, it's actually nine minutes now, it looks like. Wow. I mean, that's honestly kind of like a lot less than the last couple episodes have been. Other than episode eight, I think, because episode eight was like randomly shorter than the rest. But um, I'll keep going because I'm a good podcast host and love to produce content and stuff. Okay. This this one's called The Evil Twin. News Day, 1995. I was in the middle of the third year university. A bunch of friends had come down to visit me and my roommate for the festivities. We were all pretty hungover from drinking the night before. And we went out for the usual nice day out. A bit chilly. I don't feel so good. Post-greasy breakfast hungover still around the neighborhood. What? How, is that a thing? Nice day out, a bit chilly, I don't feel so good, post-greasy hungover, post-greasy breakfast hungover stroll around a neighborhood. Is that a thing? Because I've never heard anyone ever say that, and the way they, like, wrote it down made it seem like, oh, yeah, I do that all the time. Like, that was a little bit weird. Anyways, continuing with the story, two of these friends were twin brothers. One of them we hung out with all the time. The other we met, we just met. For the first time, it was pretty normal the night before, joining in the fun. But on this day, we were all hanging around a local basketball shooting hoops, local basketball court shooting hoops with an old basketball we'd found in the grass. And this twin brother kept following me around all over the place with the creepiest grin I've ever seen in my life, staring right into the nether regions of my soul the whole time. I'd back away and join the group again, and he'd keep following me around. When we were walking back to the apartment, it was just me and him walking around the sidewalk behind the group. He moved over in front of me, stared at me with a creepy look again, and fell down on his knees and asked, fell down to his knees as if to worship me or something. I didn't know what to do. Hey, buddy, you all right? We're heading back now, right? And so on. Um, wait, I lost my spot. Oh, okay. He wouldn't say anything. He'd just be there on his knees, looking up at me with a clenched face and squinting eyes, as if he were looking directly into the sun or something. Later that day, my roomie said he was tripping out, so I thought nothing of it and moved on with my life. A few weeks later, we got a phone call from the twin brother we usually hung out with, and it turned out that his other twin brother went over to his aunt's place with a knife and stabbed her 14 times. She didn't die, but you know, still pretty bad. He had even caught the police before going because he knew he was going to do it and he couldn't stop himself from doing it because, you know, the voices and so on. What the heck? The ensuing court case was widely covered in the media as this was a relatively smaller company where this sort of thing didn't happen on a regular basis. Wait, is this the same story? What the heck? Uh, 
Okay, what I, I think it is. I was reading one of the articles, and one of the testimonies was that his twin brother was severely schizophrenic and was wearing, and was hearing voices in his head. He believed to his very bones that his aunt was the devil, and he'd been com commanded by a god to go and kill her. So who was this god that told him to go kill her? Well, as the newspaper article described, it was a guy in the group he hung out with on New Year's Day. Didn't take me long to realize that he was talking about me. This was 22 years ago. I know for a fact it was a mental illness. But just knowing that I had somehow commanded him to go kill his aunt stays with me to this day. That's scary, dude. Except that guy's probably in jail, so it's not like that scary. But I'll give that one a 7 out of 10. Because killing people is bad. I mean, scary. I mean, it is bad, but it's scary. Um, also, how do you get stabbed 14 times and not die? Like, it's a good thing that this woman didn't die. But, like, I feel like she should have if she gets stabbed 14 times, you know? Like, she's a lucky woman, you know? Because most people would probably die from that. Also, did he just stab her in, like, the same exact spot, like, 14 times? Like, he... I don't know. Probably, I would guess probably just like a bunch of times in different spots of the stomach. Which I feel like would definitely kill you, but no, she's a superwoman. Okay, how long has, has this been going? 13.39? Alright, well, I think I'm going to call that episode good. Um, Thanks for listening to Scary Stories Podcast. Um... Yeah, wait. I I have to have something else to say, don't I? Let me let me think of something funny to say. Not funny, but like just something interesting. Oh yeah, okay. Here's a good one. Tune in next week to episode ten of Scary Stories podcast. <laughs>